Welcome to Shout Out Patriots. I'm Martin Moyer, your host, and joining me is Pastor Jason Bender, the co-host of the show. He's from the Patriot Church. We also have Patty Perucci in the studio. She's a news contributor to Christian Action Network and working the controls and the producer of the program is Michael Moyer. Well, welcome, everybody. So I want to start with this story. It really bothers me, and it's the Centers for Disease Control sending out booklets to school educators in an effort to make them an awesome ally of the LGBT agenda. And, uh, you know, there's a lot wrong there. You know, the idea that our government somehow thinks it's their duty to make an awesome ally of any activist movement is bizarre, and I don't think it should be allowed. Uh, But to go into the schools, because those teachers are there to teach kids. They know exactly what they're doing. They're not just trying to make a person an awesome ally of the LGBT movement. They're trying to make that person an ally so they can make dozens and dozens of kids allies of the LGBT movement. So this uh, booklet is called LGBT Inclusivity in Schools. So the title itself isn't very descriptive of exactly what it does. But if you open up the booklet, it tells you what they intended to do. So it is designed to support the success of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer questioning LGBTA youth. It's designed to support the success of those. Well, they now, seem pretty successful as it goes right now anyway. So. Yeah, but what about the success of heterosexual students? Oh, no, they don't get Why the is there a CDC behind that? <laughs> they don't matter. And how do you define success, right? I mean, why why shouldn't it be awesome allies for education? Oh, right? no, that's for notches on your belt. That's what they think success is. Yeah, so, and the other question is, first of all, they're excluding heterosexuals. Let me read this to you because I think it's kind of bizarre. They don't even address heterosexuals in this booklet whatsoever except for this one term they use to describe them. And the term is heteronormativity. Hmm. So that's an eight-syllable word. Try to use that in an everyday conversation, right? Heteronormativity, which they describe as a historically and culturally defined system of values and practices that elevate heterosexuality (laughs) as the normal and preferred sexual orientation. So when did being a heterosexual become something that's a cultural thing you do? Right? Well, there's the implication that there's something wrong with that yeah. because it elevates it. That word says that it's been elevated artificially, and of course it, it hasn't been. But the only elevation that's going on in this booklet are the LGBTQA, et cetera. That's the only thing that's being elevated here. They're not elevating heterosexuals. They're completely ignoring heterosexuals. They're kind of putting them in a demeaning light, saying, oh, you people, you think you're right. You think that people should be like you, and that's not true. Here is what you should be like. That's the clear implication of what they're trying to do. And, you know, it, it kind of seems like uh, they are. this is coming from the population control kind of idea that if you do have, the more gay people that you have, the less reproduction you have. And if, the more they promote this, the less people are on Earth, therefore the less pollution, the less, you know, mouths to feed. 
And mm. what's, yeah, and what's very strange about this, this is coming from the Center for Disease Control, right? So wouldn't their success have to kind of be in that realm, right? Like, let's <laughs> let's have success for, you know, if you want to have success for LGBTQ kids, let's have that success be in a line and in agreement with our organization. Let's have them be more healthy, not get diseases, right. you know, <laughs> but... Let's promote this lifestyle. Just the opposite. Yeah, that's going to promote HIV and AIDS. Right. That it's crazy. Even their own proponents claimed that the gay community has a problem with suicide, drug addiction, alcoholism, HIV, AIDS, STDs. Even they admit it. They monkey just monkeypox. Monkeypox. Right. They just blame heterosexuals for causing those problems on them. Uh, and they have a long com- convoluted explanation as to how, you know, homophobia is leading them into all these diseases. But the fact is that these teachers, if you take this test that they're sending, aren't graded on that. They're not graded on how well they're preventing any disease at all, whether it's heterosexual or homosexual. Right. And the mission of the Centers for Disease Control is to prevent help cure, stabilize diseases. How does going into public schools and ranking school teachers on whether they are awesome allies of the LGBT movement have anything to do with their mission? And what money are they using to do that with? Did Congress allocate specific money for them to release this pamphlet to the public schools? I doubt it. I doubt it. So let me go through this, what they have here. So you take a test in this booklet, and uh, I'll go through some of the things that's in the test. At the end of the test, you're graded, and you're given a A letter grade, a B letter grade, or a C letter grade. If you score an A letter grade, you are called an awesome ally of the LGBT. And these are the teachers you're referring to. These are the teachers, not just teachers. So they're going to be punishing teachers if they don't get their A, I suppose. Well, it's not just teachers. They want everybody in the school to take the test. They don't care if you're a nurse, you're a principal, you're an educator, you're a staffer, or you're a school resource officer. They want you to take this test. Everybody in the school takes this test to see whether or not they get an A, B, or C grade. If you get a C grade, then you are listed as commit to change. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) So... Is there, any, t- is there any opt-out option for teachers? <laughs> and Marty, what was B? Was that try harder? I, I forget what B was. I just know that was A, that was C. Uh, it, but it just upset me that teachers would be rated by our federal government, an agency of our federal government, admitting that they're trying to make awesome allies of an activist group. Because that's exactly what they're trying to do. Or they're telling these teachers, you need to commit to change if you do not. Now, here is how you can score an A-letter grade, according to the CDC, if you are an educator in the public schools. Now, depending on your particular job performance, some of these things will not apply to everybody. So if you're a school resource officer or you're a school nurse, or a principal, or you're a teacher, you have different questions to answer. But here are some of the things that's in it. Do you put rainbow flags and pink triangles in the classroom? If you do, A. 
Do you prevent students from using the wrong pronouns when addressing transgender classmates? So you got to be active about this, right, if you're a teacher or a principal. Is this or all grades? I'm sorry to interrupt. Is this all grades? It goes or? out to every school. So every grade? Every, every school to district. Every school district. Every school board member. All right, so how do you get a B? I mean, or a C? I mean, I, I know how you get a C, how well but how do you get a B? Well, depending on what your answer is on all this stuff, then you you know you get five right, you get four right, you get one right, or whatever. Like, well, I correct their pronouns, but I don't have a gay flag outside my window, so I'm a B. Here's another one. If you ban the words boy and girl from the student vocabulary and replace it with a boy should be called a body with a penis. <laughs> <laughs> and a girl should be called <laughs> not what you I don't want to hear it. A body with a JJ. A body without a penis. Hey. I, I now I think you're making all of this up. Mark. It does sound it, doesn't it? <laughs> That's why you can go to my Substack page, Martin Moyer dot substack.com and you'll see the links to all of this stuff up there and so it's all verified yeah so much for the feminist movement i mean they they don't even get like a category there they're completely wiped out that's right you would think it would be like a body with a vagina right not a body without a penis it sounds right. very you know <laughs> they don't want to talk about vagina discriminatory so you, get, so you could be happy. a eunuch and you could fall in that category right <laughs> that's true. there you go you don't have to be a female you could be one of those unicorns that we talked about you know on a few episodes ago you know right. how they turn kids into unicorns well what if you're a hermaphrodite well, i mean you got i both. don't know you could be in either category but you got both. Yeah, you can't you can't be a body with a penis or a body without a penis at the same time. Well, whatever. All right, <laughs> that's another uh, podcast. Another podcast <laughs> that no one would want to listen to. <laughs> All right, they want you to replace the words boyfriend and girlfriend with the word partners. Now, I made an issue of this uh, a few podcasts ago because I began seeing in all these daily news stories that. So-and-so's partner did something. I'm like, what does that mean, partner? Are they talking about married couples here? Because I'm thinking that they're not married. Otherwise, they would call them so-and-so's wife or so-and-so's husbands rather than so-and-so's partner. And come to find out, they were using the word partner to describe them, someone as a wife or someone as a husband. So they don't want you to refer to people as husband and wives anymore boyfriend or girlfriends anymore they want you to refer to them as partners this is more gay speak and gay speak is big right now speak like the gay speak right but doesn't that kind of like eliminate the gay like if you're if you don't use that kind of terminology then you're not really acknowledging that that person is gay you're you know you could say well this guy and his partner whoever you don't know for sure that Unless it's, uh, you know, Bill and Bob. Well, it's to make you know? everybody, perhaps, gay. Yeah, right? it's, it's to know. appease right. those non-binary because now it's you have a couple, you don't even know what they are. You <laughs> can't tell if it's a female, a female and a female, a male and a male. Right. Now it's just two people who we partner together. But it's really well, complete genderlessness, right? No gender. you got to go back to the book uh, Gender Queer and explain it all to you because – now you can be a girl who identifies as a boy but still l- likes girls. 
So what does that make you? What does that make you who you're dating? It's a partner because now it becomes impossible to describe that individual because <laughs> you really have just become back to yourself. Right? Mm -hmm. Like Caitlyn Jenner, Your who became a man and who, then started dating women, at, which is back to what yeah. he used to be. Yeah, so partners is a lot easier mm -hmm. for teachers to explain boyfriend and girlfriend to teachers, and that's what the CDC says. And somehow that's going to prevent diseases, I guess. All right, they want uh, you to stock the classrooms with LGBT inclusive and affirming materials. So not only do they want pink triangles and rainbow flags, they want the LGBT inclusive and affirming materials stocked in the classrooms. If you do that, you get an A-letter grade. They want to inform students that sex is not just penis-vagina penetration. Okay, so make sure the kids understand that. School nurses, school nurses need to outfit their hallways with LGBT posters, and their offices should have gay-themed pamphlets and brochures in the waiting areas. Principals need to allow biological boys to compete in female support, sports and, their, uh, and to allow biological girls to use male bathrooms and vice versa. And they really want principals to encourage all of his staffers to attend LGBT sensitivity training classes. So if you do all of that, all these things, then you're going to get an A-letter grade and you will become an awesome ally of the LGBT movement. You know, with all of the actual health issues in the country, it's amazing they're focusing on something this ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Well, they want to push the agenda at any cost. And Marty, does it literally say biological for biological boy? No. Of course okay, not. I was going to say that that wouldn't make sense to have that on there. <laughs> no, but people, logical. I, I want to say it the way it really is. It's a biological boy. Well, thank you, Marty. You know, we not, we you appreciate know, that. At least we have some clarity there. I could have said, you know, a boy, a body with a penis. I could have been more descriptive of this. But That's I so many more that. words, though. Yeah, Why not just say boy? It's <laughs> easier to say, you know, boy. Make sure I'm talking about biological boy. Uh, that's how people really understand it, no matter how the CDC wants everybody to reshape the brainwaves in their head to now rephrase things according to the way they want people to gay speak. Remember when, I guess probably all of us went to high school or school in, in general, like relationships with other school kids was kind of frowned upon because your parents wanted you to learn. Uh, that's what you were there to do. And you weren't supposed to get into trouble. And I guess they don't really have to worry about the making babies part. But, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of trouble that you can get into for it. And that's what it was back when heterosexuals uh, ruled, the, ruled the roost out there at the schools. Now that it's this liberal agenda, it's, you know, basically that's your whole goal in life. That's what you are. You are who you choose to sleep with. And that's what they want to focus everything on. And That's your identity. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's it. That's your identity. That's right. your reason for living. Now, I want to say this test is voluntary, so no teacher or school administrator or school resource officers being forced to take it. But it's implied, obviously, because they're sending it out, and they are the Centers for Disease Control. So the impression is, is this is an important test I should go through and take a look to see whether I'm an awesome ally or I need to change. But even if it is voluntary and people want to excuse it as a voluntary test, I want to know what would happen if the federal government put out a similar 
awesome ally test as to whether you are an awesome ally of the Bible mm. or if you're an awesome ally of the Quran. Because what they're doing here is attacking the Bible. Why is it okay for the government to take your tax dollars and say, I'm going to destroy your child's biblical beliefs? And that's okay. That's not a violation of church and state. If I go out and actively try to destroy what your parents are teaching you of what the Bible says. That's, but a, that's you a good, do a good awesome, point. Yeah. And I'm guessing there's no parental input here. No, no parental input yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, well, it's not, it's not their really, it's not the government's place. It's a perversion of the government to actually think that it's their job to go through and support one lifestyle or another. Like, they're there to just be the government. Their opinion on what you choose to do with your life, whether you're Christian or gay, shouldn't be involved at all. Like, they should not be involved in it regardless. And the yeah. fact that they're out here supporting affection is just, like I said, it's a perversion of the government. But it's neither not what they're the here for. CDC has no, absolutely no role in this whatsoever. They don't do anything correct. They don't, they're not successful at anything that they try to tackle. They lie. They um, hide information. Why would we trust them to go into our schools and do something like this? Oh, they're on a mission of mind control now. <clears throat> they want to control the diseases of the mind now. <laughs> That's what they're That's focused it. on. You know, what kind of disease is floating around up in your head, Pastor? That's what they want to get to. And they want to tackle that. They want to contain that. They want to make sure it doesn't escape out of your head and into a child's head. That's, That's not exactly what, it sounds what they're, like they're up to. I don't know. It sounds like they like getting what's inside of somebody's head and putting it into all these little kids' heads. Well, the go the government's <laughs> mission now is is it's an anti-God, anti-Bible agenda. Mm -hmm. So they're going to push whatever agenda that they can to the youngest kids to indoctrinate them. And this has become a religion. Mm -hmm. The the LGBTQ, you know, go down the line alphabet, but this has become their religion and yeah. and they're going to push it wherever they can. People always look to something as a higher power, and if it's not God, they want it to be government. They want it to be a religion, and they want it to define Americanism. They want our soldiers to know that. That's why they're putting these rainbow flags on embassies around the country. They want to tell other countries, this is what we stand for. This is what we defend, right? Because that's what their goal is now, and that's what the LGBT movement is making sure happens across almost every sector of the society it's that America stands for LGBT pretty much and nothing else. That is what we fight for. That's what we talk to our kids about. That's what we're going to teach our kids. That's what we're going to train your teachers about. And now, it's bad enough the LGBT movement is very wealthy as it is, even though they claim they're in poverty. They're extraordinarily wealthy. It's bad enough they already have the legacy media behind them, the academics behind them. They have Hollywood behind them. Groups like us get kicked off of platforms all the time. We're censored by our federal government. We're kicked out of banks. It's not as if they don't have the advantage already. Now they're going to get federal employees to be on their side and be activists for them. To go and after use your, kids. your tax dollars to pay for it. You know, at its at its core, it's not it's not really advancing anything. It's just a very damaging ideology it's not helping anybody it's not even helping the lgbtq community it's uh it's hurting children it's hurting parents it's hurting the country 
it's hard to really understand what the end game is unless it's really just to kind of tear down the whole country. I think that's what it is. I, I really do. I think that's what it is. And it's just another slap in the face to us as Christian conservatives. They're saying, look, we're going to do this in your schools. We're going to have your your teachers have to fill out these forms. We're going to indoctrinate your kids even more. And what they do is, I mean, they must be there saying, okay, this is what the Bible says. We're going to do exactly the opposite mm -hmm. of what the Bible says. Right. And, and we can have our way, and, and it's okay. And we hate God in this country. Know, that's what they're saying. That's bad enough as it is, but making me pay for it, that re really gets me. Yeah, I don't Why like, I don't I like you having it? to pay for it. Get your Martin. own money. Use your own dime. You know? Use your own resources, but don't come and tax me to then lobby against my values and what I believe. Well, but that, that's what's happening. You know, that's actually something that surprised me. I mean, ever since I, I, I had no idea activist groups had this much power in America. I mean, they have an incredible amount of power. This is insane to think in 20 years that they the things that have changed in America have changed because of activist groups. It's insane. But for the for the worse, nothing is yeah. getting better. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. It's it's every moral that I can think of has been lost. Now, I'm going to wrap this topic up, but I do want to say I talked to David Carroll. He's the chairman of our organization. He's also an attorney of many, many years. And I asked him, you know, the CDC is obviously is not spending the money in this particular case to do anything that they're mandated to do. This has nothing to do with preventing diseases. And if every government agency out there can now willy-nilly take funds away from what they're created to do to go and be lobbyists now for the LGBT movement, we're going to be in a pretty sad shape here in the country. What can we do? What can be done about it? And uh, he basically said, as you might guess, there's really nothing we can do about it. Congress can do something about it, though. Congress can stop it. Yep. But the way the authorization bills are written nowadays— Agencies out there can willy-nilly do whatever they want with that funds, and that has got to stop. So but they're supposed to be strictly an advisory agency. They're not supposed to be making policy or pushing any policy. They just advise, and they've gotten way out of, way away from that. All right. So, you know, since the CDC wants to go after the so-called diseases of the mind, I have a game that I'm going to introduce, and it's called Mental Rage, The Dirty Dozen. Sounds fun. It does sound fun. <clears throat> All right. So, you know, what I've been witnessing over the past year are these individuals out there who kill other people because of the slightest of offenses. You know, when I was growing up, people did not get so outraged. It goes so crazy that they kill you for these things. So I got 12 stories that happened this past year. And I'm going to tell you what happened, and then you're going to guess why that person did it. But it's going to be a multiple-choice exam. So the first one, a father of two mechanic is chased down. He's shoved to his knees, and he's shot dead execution-style by a group of six men. All right? So he's chased down, dropped to your knees, shot dead, execution-style by six people. Now, if you already know the answer to these things, don't take part of the quiz because I really want to see who gets all these things right. All right, A, B, or C. A, the mechanic gave the car owners a $500 repair bill. Or B, the mechanic did $500 in damages to the seat cushions. 
or C, the mechanic was accused of stealing $500 from the center console of the car. Jason, which reasons did this guy get executed? I'm going to go with B. B, mechanic, $500 damages to the seat cushions. Patty? I would guess A. $500 repair bill. Michael? Um, I guess I'm going to try to get myself here. And uh, I like B. Yeah, I think B. $500 to the seat cushion. The correct answer is Patty. Yeah. Patty. I thought, I thought it, so. Because Good it's guess. so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that has right, to be right the reason. you were saying, and I said, Patty's right. All right, here's the details. I'm going to quickly read through the details of the story. A married father of two, a mechanic, was chased down, pushed to his knees, and shot execution style by a group of men upset over a dispute about a $500 repair bill. Louis Casillas was fatally shot in the head days before Christmas in Houston, Texas. His sister told ABC News that the witness informed her he had gotten into an argument with a customer whose truck he had repaired. Wow. So, but, so... Further in the story, so this guy's upset about the $500 pair bill, so he calls five of his friends. Who has five friends out there willing that, to, willing, that willing willing to, to kill this? somebody? Yeah. That's you know, like, insane. Yeah. yeah, back to the good old days yeah. when people would just say, screw it and take the car and drive off and not pay it. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah they, they had that option instead of killing the guy. Yeah. All right, an Arkansas boy, age six, was murdered after his mom's boyfriend drowned him in a toilet bowl, and then he was later found buried under the floorboards at his home. Okay. A, the boy broke the boyfriend's Xbox. B, the boy bit the man's finger. Or C, the boy lost the keys to the man's car. Which one, Pastor? A. Broke the man's Xbox. I would say A. Xbox. Uh, just to be the same as everybody, I'm going to pick A. Xbox. <laughs> I don't like to stand out. Okay, you are all wrong. He bit the man's finger, and he drowned him in the toilet. Oh Young boys gosh. whose corpse was found buried under the floorboards of his Arkansas home last week died three months ago after being drowned in a toilet bowl by his mother's live-in boyfriend. The mother, who is being seen with a black eye in her booking photo, told officers that the boyfriend got into a fit of rage, held her son's head in a toilet bowl as punishment for biting the man's finger. Now, the question, horrible story. Yeah, the question is, what did we do back to him? I oh, mean, because that just makes <laughs> makes my blood boil right there. I can't even think of the horrible things that. Yeah, no, a, I could think of some, but yeah. right <laughs> oh, there's more. All right, a homeless man in New York City fatally stabs another man who a asked him what time it was. B, asked him for a cigarette, or C, asked him when the last time he had a bath. Which reason did this homeless guy stab to death? The individual asked one of these three questions. B. B, asked him for a cigarette. C. Last time he had a bath. Yeah, that C sounds good to me. Jason is correct. The Woo! guy. All right. Yeah. What was this? Yeah. C was way too obvious. All right. So what was <laughs> no. B? What was B? Okay. Uh, he asked him for a cigarette. I'll read the story. A homeless man was busted for fatally stabbing a man who asked him for a cigarette in Hell's Kitchen. John Wright was charged with murder and criminal possession of a weapon for allegedly killing Carlos Rosario. Rosario was walking with his girlfriend when he asked three men for a cigarette on West 42nd Street at 11.10 p.m. All right. Florida teen kills 
tries to kill mom by beating her with a frying pan and stabbing her with a knife because A, she kept asking him to clean his room. B, she took away his Fendi Kids grip strap sneakers. Or C, she took his stash of marijuana that was hidden under his mattress. Definitely C. Took away the marijuana. (laughs) He's like, I don't even have to think about it. Uh, B. B. The Fendi uh, sneakers, (laughs) Michael. Uh, Let me see here. Can I guess that you would think of Fendi sneakers as an option to guess? I'm just going to say A to, you know, be different than everybody this time. Michael, you get it right. (laughs) All right. So, yes, mom kept asking him to clean his room. A Florida teenager accused of trying to kill his mother because she kept asking him to clean his room, allegedly beat her with a frying pan and stabbed her with a pocket knife. Tobias Brewer, age 17, was arrested and booked into juvenile detention after allegedly attacking his mother and then leading authorities on a pursuit. So he ran away from it. Are there drugs involved in all these stories? Uh, Not that I can tell. That must have been one messy room. All right. (laughs) Dad attempts to break into Massachusetts police station with a chainsaw. Mm. All right. He tried to break into the... Police station with a chainsaw. <laughs> I'm coming. Because A, the police confiscated his illegal stash of Oxycontin. B, the police wouldn't shut down a 10-year-old girl's lemonade stand. Or C, the police refused to babysit his kids. Wow, that is tough. And one of them's going to be right. Yeah, <laughs> that's hard to believe. Let's go with B. I like B. Police would not shut down a 10-year-old girl's lemonade stand. <laughs> I'm just guessing C, because it's so whacked out. They refuse to babysit the kids. Uh, I mean, A, I would think. But. Oh, the illegal stash of Oxycontin. That wouldn't <laughs> make the most sense, but Patty, you are right. Oh, <laughs> wild guess. A Massachusetts father tried to break into a police station with a chainsaw after cops refused to babysit his children. Then triggered a standoff which saw him dangle the youngsters in front of an upstairs window. Hmm. I'm beginning to see a, a pattern here. Don't use common sense and trying to guess. Yeah, these just things take a wild guess. I <laughs> mean, these aren't even common sense, but I mean, still, there's like some things that you would think somebody would die over, and other things, nah. <laughs> but and they I, do; they die over that. And I hope he put the chainsaw down before he dangled the youngsters. I really do. <laughs> wow. All right, man stabs to death a female. New Orleans Uber driver because, A, the Uber driver charged him a $100 cleanup fee for throwing up in her car. B, uh, he woke up that morning and just decided he wanted to kill someone. Or C, the Uber driver wouldn't allow him to bring his pet dog into the car. C. Pet dog. C. Pet dog. Come on, Uh, Michael. Come on, Michael. Um, yeah, C. Pet dog. (laughs) No, he woke up that morning, decided he just wanted to kill someone. Oh, man, I forgot that was an option. A man who police said woke up and decided to kill someone brutally stabbed a Louisiana Uber driver Thursday as she was dropping him off at a hotel. And then he posted a video of the killing on Facebook as she was dying. Uh, Oh, man, that's horrible. Oh, that is horrible. It is horrible. All right. So no one gets that one. All right, a 27-year-old Florida man fatally stabs his mother at home. Boy, it must be tough a being a stabbings. mom. Yeah, if you're a mom. <laughs> All right, okay. He stabbed his mom because, A, because mom never pushed me to be a man, or B, because mom wouldn't pick me up from the bar, or C, 
because mom threw away my girly magazines. B. B, wouldn't pick me up from the bar. C. Girly magazines. Uh, I, I, think I, I, I think I know this one, and I think it is his mom never taught him to be a man, but hey, maybe I'm wrong. All right, Michael, you're right, because mom never pushed me to be a man. I'm not sure I'll give that one to you, because it sounds like you already knew the answer to that one, but I'll give you an X. Well, he showed her. He yeah. certainly act manly. Yeah. All right, a Florida man gave a bizarre reason when he admitted to killing his mother by repeatedly stabbing her. Matthew Sisley told detectives that his mo- mother never pushed him to be a man when asked why he murdered her. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, two Iowa teen boys beat a Spanish teacher to death with a baseball bat in a local park in a small town of Fairfield because she gave them a bad grade, she assigned too much homework, or she wouldn't teach them a Spanish word for a sex act. B. Too much homework. B. Too much homework. C. Wouldn't teach up. Wouldn't teach them a Spanish word. <laughs> no, you're all wrong. She gave oh, them man, bad grades. Two uh, Iowa we teenagers. Were so close. I know. <laughs> two, ti- two Iowa teenagers killed their high school Spanish teacher, Noema Graber, last year because of frustration over a bad grade. Graber's body was found in a Fairfield park, hidden under a tarp, a wheelbarrow. And railroad ties. She had been beaten to death with a baseball bat. Oh. All because of bad grades. Bad grades. Hmm. Ooh, okay, this one. Alabama woman stabbed 100 times, then beheaded by her boyfriend because A, she, <laughs> a, she looked at the text messages on his cell phone, B, she didn't come home until after midnight, or C, she refused to have sex with him. What would what a hundred times being stabbed, being beheaded, faster? A. a. Uh, looked at the text messages. C. Just guessing. Wouldn't have sex. Yeah, C. Wouldn't have <laughs> sex. Okay, Patty and Michael are correct. Oh, uh, I thought that was. Sex. I thought that was too obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I decided that was too, that was too logical. Yeah, yeah. It was way too logical. Too logical. Yeah. <laughs> An Alabama woman was stabbed over 100 times and decapitated by her boyfriend after she refused to have sex with him, according to police. Justin Fields is charged with murdering her 52-year-old girlfriend after he got blacked out drunk celebrating his birthday. Well, it was his birthday. Yeah, oh, man, she wouldn't that's give him so much sex. worse. I don't know. You know, how can you get blacked out drunk? And still, and still, and still want sex. Yeah. I don't know about that story. <laughs> when police discovered Bailey, her head was found lying by her feet, and one of her arms had been severed. Mm. I yeah, mean, yeah. good God, you know. These are horrifying stories, Martin. <laughs> While he's blacked out. Wow. While he's blacked out. He did all that. He probably didn't remember any of that. Yeah. Jeez. I don't know where I put that head. Was it at her feet? Oh, probably next to her arm then. All right, a Colorado security guard kills his boss by shooting him in the face because the boss boss wouldn't give him a ride to work. The boss misspelled his name on his paycheck. The boss poked fun at his arm tattoo. I'm going to go with C. He misspelled his name on the paycheck. Oh, no. No, that's the tattoo. tattoo. I'm going to go with the tattoo. Tattoo. Uh, I'm going to go with the paycheck thing. And Michael is right. 
He misspelled his name on a paycheck. A security guard allegedly shot his boss in the face and killed him because his name was misspelled on a paycheck for $165, leaving him unable to cash it. Yeah, that was my guess right there. I knew it. <laughs> Can't cash that check. You're going to get mad. Yeah, but you would think, you know, just go back to the boss. And if, yeah. if you go, to, just go back to the boss and shoot him in the face. That's right. Now, you who's going to sign your check when I'm you get it done with their Could right you name? sign this check, please? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you got him to respell the name before you shot him in the face, though. Because now, you you know, first, respell my name correctly so I can cast this after I shoot you in the face and kill you for having misspelled it to start with. It cost me this trouble having to come back and asking you to make out a new check. Yeah, my question is, what was his last name? Better not have been like Brooks or nothing. Uh, let's see. <laughs> oh. That's funny. His last name is Love. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd Love Jr. <laughs> oh, man, how did he not know how to spell that one? <laughs> I don't know. Well, probably because he spelled Lloyd wrong. Probably put L-O-Y-D instead of the double L, L-L-O-Y-D. I don't uh, know. We, mm-hmm. Maybe we'll never know. All right, we got two to go to make up our dirty dozen. Uh, this one always gets me. New York City man stabs to death a Brooklyn man, A, because the victim didn't say thank you after holding the door open, or two, B, the victim accidentally knocked coffee out of his hand while he was walking down the street, or C, the victim refused to return his high-five gesture. Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> I, I think it's got to be A. Because he didn't say thank you. I would say B. Oh, uh, that knocked his coffee out of his hand. I'm going to go with A. A, didn't say thank you. And Jason and Michael are correct. Yeah, that's just something you don't yeah. do. A man was stabbed to death in Brooklyn during the late night clash with another guy who didn't say thank you for holding the door open, according to the cops. The 37-year-old victim held the door open for a fellow customer who was walking into the 4th Street Tobacco Road Corp near President Street. But the ill-mannered customer didn't bother saying thank you as he made his way inside. A war of words ensued. Moments later, the suspect grabbed the knife from his bicycle and stabbed the victim to death. Thank you. (laughs) All right, our last one. Uh, A woman runs over a man and kills him because A, he hit a mailbox with his car, B, he almost ran over a street cat. Or C, he ran over a flower bed. Okay, so the man was in the car, then he gets out and the woman runs over him? Is that what's going on here? That's what... Can you give us the, the options again, Marty? All right. I was still trying to figure that out in my head. Okay, so a woman ends up running over this guy, and he did something that upset her. They got out, both got out of the car. He tried to defend himself. She didn't like his answer. She got back into her car, and then she ran him over because he hit a mailbox with his car, or he almost ran over a street cat, or he all he did run over a flower bed. Which one of those three things upset her? It was her flower bed that she just planted, that she just set up, and she loved it. And she had to He's go got through backstory. This, this heinous <laughs> act. She had to go yeah. through this heinous act. got it all act. figured yeah, out. It, it hurt her so bad that she went through this heinous act to get in the car and run the man over. All right. I'm going right. to say B, the cat. The cat. A street cat. Yeah, I'm going to go with the B. Street, street, street cat is 
Not a cat not, anybody owns. Not right? a cat anybody owns. Okay. No, Could but it just seems like lover. it's poetic yeah. justice if, in her head. <laughs> a California woman was charged with felony murder after allegedly running over a man with a car and killing him over a quarrel about a street cat. There you go. <laughs> Hannah Esner murdered Victor Lewis because she thought he attempted to run over a street cat. He didn't actually do it. When Mr. Lewis exited his car to defend himself against the accusation, Hannah got back into her vehicle and ran him over. People are crazy. <laughs> People are crazy. Well, talk That's about some mental rage there. Wow. That's yeah. some animal lovers, man. Mental they, rage. They can't That's what I'm calling it. People. Took me probably what, Michael, <laughs> three weeks to come up with what to call this. Because it's like there's such thing as road rage. But I was like, what do you call this, though? And then it dawned on me. It's mental rage. It's a disease <laughs> of the mind, right? I mean, what's happening, Pastor? I don't understand it. You know, the respect for life is just isn't there, right? And actually, in this case of... Uh, running over the guy because he almost ran over a street cat, and even he got run over, even the police were saying, hey, people have now lost all respect for human life. Yeah. <laughs> they just have lost it. <laughs> you almost killed a cat. I'm going to kill a human. Get out of yeah, here. Mar- you know, I, I remember, Marty, not too long ago, you know, growing up as a kid in the 80s and 90s, I would refer to my friend's parents as Mr. and Mrs., right? right. Now, you know, and, and that's progressed into we call the parent by the first name, and now, like you said, it's just no respect for human life. Right. Like, you you, you don't look at me, I'm going to kill you. What's well, like they don't also think about the consequence of that action, right? So well, there guy, aren't any consequences a lot of times. They're getting away with this in a lot of cases. And that must be what's going on in their head, because if they would just take a second to think about this, okay, this guy didn't actually run over the street cat. It's not like, you know, oh, there's this big cat, and I'm looking at it, and I'm really upset, even though I don't own the cat. Even that's bizarre, but at least there's a dead cat on the road. I'm going to kill him, and I'm willing to spend possibly the rest of my life in jail over making a point of this argument or because you misspelled my name on a paycheck. I'm willing to spend the rest of my life in jail. Well, you know what's funny, I mean, Marty? Are they not thinking of the consequences at no, all? Yeah, no, they're not, but no. we're thinking of that this person was a cat lover. Maybe they hated cats so much. She was so disappointed that this guy didn't kill the cat. The cat gets away, and now I got to kill him. Somebody's got to die. Somebody's got to die today. Somebody's got to lose her life. That's true. The story wasn't clear about which side of the argument she was on. We might want to research that. You attempted to run over the cat, and you missed it. Yeah, I I think that he missed the cat, went to the flower bed. I'm still just counting my story. (laughs) But think about the BLM riots of uh, 2020. That was pretty obvious to all those rioters that there would be no consequences. Yeah. So that I think a whole generation learned. Well, they didn't learn it. They suspect that because these people are going to jail and they are going to be held. I mean, right. they, they, these crimes didn't take place in, you know, get out of jail free, you know, Portland mm-hmm. or get out of jail free New York City. These are in Florida and Alabama. And mm-hmm. they, you know, these people are going to jail. And probably for a very long time. Hopefully for a very long time. Especially yeah, if you can six-year-old fly off. murderer. Yeah. I mean, you bit my finger. I'm going to yeah. drown you in a bathtub and bury you under the floorboards? Yeah, that's right. the most, That's the worst one right yeah. there. I mean, there's, all those are bad. Well, but the, and the de- Yeah, I thought that too. And then the decapitation's up there also. Yeah. And, yeah. and cutting off the arm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was fun, Martin, but in a really morbid kind of way. Right. <laughs> Marty, so so ABC was on the CDC thing, <laughs> and you had ABC. So are we awesome allies, or do we need to try better and work harder next time? It, I don't know. I, I'm confused myself right now, Pastor. It's uh, uh, I, I Patty. In my defense, I was like, I got to figure a way to present these crazy things out here that isn't quite so depressing and maybe let's just make a game of it and see if people out anywhere around this table can get what i'm going to award the winner with is you might just be a serial killer if you got all these right <laughs> uh oh so who won that distinction i'm gonna uh, add it up later i don't think so no nah. i got the worst so i think that makes me the most logical but i see <laughs> patty's one Jason's won, Michael's won, so y'all tied at this point, and then y'all didn't get any down here. Let's see, Patty got that one, so Patty two, Michael two, Patty three, Michael three, Ooh. Michael four, Michael five, Pastor two, three, or whatever it was. Michael got it, though. Got uh, I knew it. I yeah, knew it, Michael. I'm a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> you might be a serial might just be. Oh, yeah, might, might. Might Sorry, just I be we're a on, serial killer. On, if you we're live on Facebook. Those. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So what do we have to do to tip you I off, Michael? I was talking Michael? about Fruit Loops. <laughs> Fruit Loops, yeah, if you do anything to my Marty, Fruit Marty, there's Loops, no I'm knife over crazy. by his soundboard, is there? <laughs> you better be careful. I, I just, they're all kind of crazy, though. I mean, even the one where, you know, a guy takes a chainsaw to the police station because yeah. the police won't babysit your kids. Hey, remember, one of mine was actually kind of like a given because I already knew it. Oh, so I'm true. tied with Tied with Patty over here. So. Look at the serial yeah. killer trying to justify. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like what a serial I'm not killer really would a do. Serial killer. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden I don't want to win this game. <laughs> but I want to get that type of award. All right. Well, our next story is, you know, it's just as ludicrous. Well, maybe not quite as ludicrous, but it certainly ranks up there. A woman in the United Kingdom was arrested for silently praying in her head outside of an abortion clinic. So let me give the details of this. Isabella Vaughn Spruce was silently praying in her head outside of an abortion clinic in the United Kingdom. A police officer came up and asked her, what are you here for today? She responded, physically, I'm just standing here. Police officer, okay. Why here of all places? I know you don't live by or nearby. She says, well, this is an abortion clinic. Police officer says, okay, that's why you're standing here. She nodded. Police officer, is you standing here part of a protest? She responds, no, I'm not protesting. Police officer, are you praying? I might be praying in my head, but not out loud. <laughs> and she was arrested for Going praying in, in her head. What? Why? What, 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 what law is that in England that... Yes, I had to look this up. Okay, so it's actually a local ordinance in Birmingham, uh, England, and she violated a, the public space protection order. And here's what it, the public space protection order says. Protesting, namely engaging in any act of approval or disapproval or attempted act of approval or disapproval, with respect to issues related to abortion services by any means. This includes, but is not limited to, graphic, verbal, or written means, prayer, or counseling. So, 
What if she was playing like, I hope but that this wasn't... either works out or doesn't work out, and either way, it's going to be maybe okay and maybe not okay. Diesel. You know, I read this story to my <laughs> husband, and he said, that's just crazy. That could never happen here. And, you know, my response is, well, we have hate crime laws here, which are the same thing as thought crime laws. All you have to do is add prayer into the category of hate crime, and we're there. Well, look where they happen. Look where they've gone. So this public order says you can't pray outside of an abortion clinic. So they had to at least get to that point, right? And then once they got to that point, they said, well, even if you're praying in your head, you can't pray outside (laughs) of an abortion clinic. So they keep moving the bar. In the United States, we see this bar moving. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying. So here's a quote from the constitutional scholar Jonathan Turley. Here's what he had to say about this. It is easy for Americans to wave off such European prosecutions by pointing out our First Amendment. However, there is a growing movement in the United States to replicate such European laws. Indeed, Democratic leaders such as Hillary Clinton have enlisted European governments to force Twitter to censor fellow citizens. Likewise, Democratic members have pushed for a new law that could be used to crack down specifically on right-wing groups based on their ideology. We see it coming. When oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, there's no doubt that this kind of thing is coming here. They're, they're definitely going to try. And the only thing that stands between it is, is us and people like us. Yeah, and I kind of see two things here. And it, one, number one goes along with what Patty was saying. So it, it's you know this woman wasn't shouting and worshiping. She was just silently praying in her head. Right. Right. So it leads you to think. Okay, if that's the case, if I'm do you know thinking something, thinking a thought in my head. So now. I mean, I know that that city ordinance listed three things, right? But if there was no ordinance and I'm getting arrested because I'm praying in my head now, we'd have to search the mind for any thought. If I think (laughs) if I just have one negative thought against this abortion clinic, I got to be arrested. And number two, because they have that in the ordinance, they're affirming the power of prayer. If they didn't realize that, that prayer wasn't <laughs> That's powerful. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. They, they would not put that in there. They realize that, okay, even if you're praying in your head to a God who created this universe, there's power there. And we don't want that anywhere near our abortion clinic because we could we believe that it could move something mm-hmm. here in the atmosphere on the earth. Can I borrow that logic and put it in a blog that I might write? <laughs> sure. Because that's, that's pretty good that observation. Good. I never Go thought about it. that, right? Yeah, they're actually affirming the power of prayer, of yeah. silent prayer, even in your head. And all. Uh, I remember back in the, around 2012, 2013, when we went to Europe to film uh, this great Islamic invasion and migration of Islam into Europe. And we kept coming across all these strange European laws, especially in England. And people were really worried in Europe because they were getting fired from their jobs because of things they posted on Facebook. You know, uh, they were getting arrested for things they posted on Facebook. Uh, And when I was hearing it way back then, I thought, thank God we have the First Amendment because that stuff would never be able to come to the United States. (laughs) Right. And then in less than 10 years, it's in the United States. So the fact that this is over there right now, that you can be arrested for praying silently in your head, won't come to the United States? Believe me, there's people out there thinking about it right now, and I bet you Google is now working on the app to give police officers the ability to read your mind as they walk past you to see if you're praying. 
Well, yeah. you know, like uh, it was one of the episodes we've done before when David was on here. It's like if there is no protection of those amendments, of the Bill of Rights, of the Constitution, then they might as well not exist. And as far as I can tell, there's nothing protecting it now. Right. So. Well, here's a bit of good news. All right. Jim Jordan is expected to lead a committee on oversight of Biden's weaponization of the federal government. And known officially as the Select Committee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government, it will have 13 members. So I think this is probably great news, right? Because uh, that's exactly leads into how we can deal with government abuse of mm-hmm. authority here. Uh, because we see our U.S. government agencies being weaponized. Yes, it's a much bigger threat than most people understand or realize that uh, we've seen a lot of everyday people really brought down because of FBI raids of their home, the, the Christians, conservatives. So this is happening oh, a lot. and in, parents being called parents, terrorists yep. out there because they want to be vocal at a school board meeting. I mean, it goes on and on, uh, the idea that Wow, you know, Homeland Security, the FBI, the CIA, uh, and many other agencies have been pressuring Facebook and Twitter and Google to remove content to censor the viewpoints of of the Americans. I mean, it's absolutely incredible how our federal government is not only training their employees to be activists for causes, as we discussed at the top of this show, but to actually punish Americans based on things that they're saying, and to suppress their ability to even say those things. So they're supposed to, I guess, have a report at the end of this committee that's going to be submitted on January 2, 2025. So that's a couple of years from now. So they're going to spend the next two years investigating the weaponization of all these federal agencies out there. And I'm not even sure two years it's enough time to get it all done right. uh, for these 13 members. So I hope they have a huge staff with them to go into it. It's unclear to me. I've tried to figure this out, whether this will be a committee that's open to the public, whether the findings as they come across findings will be released to the public, whether you know, they have to release them to the public as they come across them. I don't know. Um, uh, there's been a lot of uh, articles out there where Jim Jordan has claimed that FBI agents have come to him and saying that uh, we're being kicked out of the FBI because of our political views. We're not being promoted because of our political views. Uh, So there's going to be mammoth amount of work. And I'm just touching briefly on the many things that this committee could be delving into. But I'm glad it's there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope we get some type of updates and reports on what progress that they're making I think Jim Jordan is a great person to be ahead of that committee. I do, too. And all. Uh, But I do hope they open it up to hearings so they can hear from the public when they have been weaponized against by the federal government. So they have a place to come to express what they went through. So I hope they do do that. Did they do any of that during the um, church-style committee? Yeah, you know— when this first came out, my very first news story I saw of this, it was actually called the Church Committee. And, of course, I'm like, what do you mean? What's a church committee? So 
Uh, anyway, uh, it's not what I thought it meant, of course. I was like, how can they have a church committee? <laughs> that's what I, I know. That's what I was thinking the first time I heard it, too. Yeah, something to do with the so church. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it was named after Senator Frank Church, uh, who formed the committee uh, shortly after Watergate. And that committee was to investigate the executive branch intelligence agencies and their abuse. Um, of how they were operating back then. So that goes back a lot of years, back into the early 70s and stuff of that nature. I'm not all that familiar with that church committee. Uh, but uh, I did get a kick out of Representative Nagler's comment about this new subcommittee, as he's always kind of like one of the most funniest congressmen up there and the stupid stuff that he says. But he says, this new subcommittee is fueled by conspiracy theories. <laughs> And slated to run by the most extreme members of the mega caucus. So he he can say conspiracy theories while all of these Twitter files are being released <laughs> to right. everybody. And Marty, even that comment that he made, there's weaponization in that comment. Yeah. Right? Because now it's making them, you know, kind of be defamed in a way. And that word weaponization, we've used it so much recently, right? We've heard so much of that in our society. And it is scary that we have a government that is is weaponized. And, you know, if you look in, in the Bible, in Romans 13, it says that the government is to be a terror to those who do evil. So now they're not even a terror to evildoers. Evildoers are getting a pass, mm. as we mentioned before. And now the government itself is essentially evil. So we live in yeah. a scary time. Yeah. yeah, we do. We absolutely do. Um, but hopefully some of that will change, you know. Uh, we always have to remain optimistic, right? And uh, I know a lot of people criticized the, uh, I guess, the dirty dozen or so up there in Congress earlier uh, last week with their protest of uh, uh, having McCarthy uh, become the Speaker of the House. But they held out for a lot of things uh, to establish the Rules Committee that would allow uh, this particular committee to come into existence. And... Uh, you know, while they're being criticized by a lot of very powerful Republicans and uh, conservative newspapers. Oh, they've been savage. And yeah. I think they were masterful in the way they handled themselves. Yeah, it's democracy at work. And that it really was, upset I me. I thought it was, it was like, just wonderful. Yeah, I mean, no, that that I'm, that made me proud of yeah. my Republican beliefs. I, I know normally I'm not because a lot of the way that most of them are is pretty embarrassing. But this particular instance, I was happy because we're not a unit party. You know, we do have some people that will stand up and do the right thing. Yeah. Not very many, but we do have some of them. Well, so. they finally got, you know, the House to say, well, it's not going to be business as usual because we'll just get the same old thing. So this is it's a, it was uh, just amazing what they accomplished. And I think things can change. You know, and it's crazy to me that I actually took something like this for them to say no omnibus bills. I mean, give me a break. Have you? I mean, just one of those things b being passed is yeah. a is a. Uh, I, I, I can't even imagine how that's even allowed in Congress, but the fact that they actually had to hold out to get that to not pass in this session is crazy. It's Patty, absolutely crazy. Patty, you remember uh, not too long ago, but within our lifetime anyway, there used to be these very strong uh, conservative Republican leaders in Congress, and they went by the names of Senator Jesse Helms, yeah. B-1 Bob, remember him, Dan, Daniel uh, Rohrbacher, mm -hmm. and... Uh, when they 
either died or they lost their races, all of a sudden there weren't any more Republican standouts. And we haven't had a Republican standout in many, it seems like decades of people willing to grind it out with the Democrats and stand their grounds. That's right. And say, we're not going to keep doing it this way or their way. We want a a freer house. We want, we're not going to vote on omnibus bills. We want a line item. Remember Strom Thurmond, uh right? Uh, but it looks like we're finally getting them back yes. after them being gone for at least three decades. At least three decades they've been gone. You know, Newt Gingrich, you know, he come out, he would say the right things. But oh, he, really he criticized this him. group. He was yeah. very critical of this group. So we haven't had any real leaders for, you know, pro-family America and Bible-believing America it's true. for over three decades. And uh, it looks like now, you know, there's some optimism. So I was pretty excited yeah, to see I was excited these too. people, you know, stick to their guns and, you know, shield themselves against this immense criticism that was thrown at them throughout the I entire mean, they nation. Were, I mean, Matt Gates was lunged at by another yeah. member of Congress, and <laughs> they were really called horrible names, even by, you know, Newt Gingrich. And I thought that was, they had every right to vote their consciences. So yeah. that, that was... It was bothersome. They did what Democrats do all the time. They yeah. fight. Yeah. They fight. They yep. stick their feet in the ground, and they don't give an inch. Yep. Whereas Republicans always are give, give, yep. give. Come here. Take it from me. You know, I'll say the right thing, but believe me, you can come take it from me. You can steal it from me. I'll just hand it on over to you. Yep. And now you got, you know, almost two dozen members of Congress says, no, I'm not going to give it over to you. And I had a You're lot of people saying me. to me, oh, what a travesty. This is just awful. Look what they're doing. Look how they're behaving. And I kept thinking to myself, I think it's wonderful what they're yeah. doing. They're holding out. And it's really only a couple of ways this can go. Yeah, it takes a lot of courage to do what they did. Yep. And I agree, Marty. We do have several very strong uh, leaders there in the House on our side. And I'm, I'm grateful to, to have them in there fighting for us, opening their mouth, not being quiet. Yep. You know, there's a scripture in Ephesians. I wish I could remember the exact address of it, but, uh, you know, uh, the Apostle Paul says, when you have done everything, stand. Yep. You know, that, 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 yeah. it doesn't matter. Do everything you can, and even if you lose it all, you still stand. Yeah. You stand. Yeah. You Ephe- know? Ephesians 6, put on the full armor of God. Yep. I was going to say it, but yeah. I was like, you, yeah. you'd come back and go, oh, no, Marty, it's, it's you know, three. You know, something like that. So yeah. it's intimidating sitting next to a pastor. <laughs> well, you and know, if you want to start quoting Bible without it being right in front of you, some some you you have to be thankful of the people that actually voted these uh, uh, people in because what uh, isn't a lot of them new people to Congress? Uh, a lot of the the twenty. The, uh, I don't know how many are. Don't new. know. I, I have no clue. Oh, uh, no. but our you know our our Virginia. You know, representative at least. Yeah, uh, Bob Good. Bob Good. Yeah. yeah, he was one of them. Yeah, yeah, he's always taking a stand. Mm-hmm. And I just let's just make a point on that, Marty, that you mentioned. Take a stand, right? You know, a lot of times in the church, we think that you know, let's just pray, let's sit in their couch. We've mm-hmm. we've mentioned this before, Marty, and God's going to do it. Mm-hmm. But there's a responsibility for man, right? There's there's faith coming into action, and uh, you know, it, I mean, if it was up to me, you know. It, I, I could just sit there. I, I don't have to put together a sermon. God's not going to magically put together a sermon for me, right. right? We have to seek the Holy Spirit. He's going to empower us, but there is a responsibility. So I just want to encourage our listeners, our viewers, 
to just say, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm, I'm a little tired. I'm worn out. I had a rough 2022. But we got to take that stand, whether it's for our kids in the workplace, for the gospel, in the church, for our family. We need to be, you know, as men, we need to take a stand. Women need to take a stand. And we need to be there for the people who maybe can't take a stand or don't have a voice. But now's the time in 2023 where we have an evil machine weaponized against us looking to take away all of our rights. It's a time for our people to take a stand. And, yeah. the, and those um, members of Congress prove that, you know, a minority can impact the majority. And so they, they, took, oh, yeah. a, they took a stand and it worked. Yeah. Yeah, they looked at that four-vote margin and said, we got you. You got to have that many votes and only four of us can stop it? Oh, look at the power we have now. And they used it. They yeah. took a stand. Yeah. All right, so we're going to move on to this stupid story. <laughs> <laughs> a Batman comic will oh. be featuring uh. Joker as becoming pregnant and giving birth to a handsome baby. And that ain't no joke. All right, in the latest chapter in DC Comics' Joker story, the Joker becomes pregnant. The Joker becomes pregnant through a curse, giving birth by vomiting a brown goo that forms a young boy that looks just like the Joker. How does he become handsome then? I mean, I never looked at Joker and thought handsome, right? Uh, anyway. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Handsome, that would imply male. Is there such a thing? No, yeah, that's true. I don't know. You know, it's it's going to be really difficult That's for good. the left to make sense of anything, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> everything has to be redefined now, and uh, right. and there's going to be no end to it. And quite a uh, a transformation from the brown goo turning into to a, a handsome, handsome man. man. Well, but we didn't say man, handsome person. Or handsome, but was it a handsome person or handsome boy? Handsome man. Oh, handsome a man. Handsome, yes. handsome baby. A handsome baby. Say we don't know. Baby. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, more of this nonsense. So, you know, th this comes on the heels of October 21 of uh, what now year and a half ago, where the DC Comics came out with a new Superman slogan. Instead of saying truth, justice in the American way, he now says truth, justice and a better tomorrow. Yeah. So they already threw that on us. Then, uh, as we discussed, I think, off the air earlier today, and the same month of October 21, DC Comics had the son of Superman and Lois Lane. His name is John Kent, for those who aren't familiar with DC comic material. He came out as a bisexual, and then a year later, no one wanted to read it anymore, or probably wanted to read it to begin with, and they had to cancel that series. And then again in October of 21. So they were very busy in October of 21. They introduced their first transsex transsexual in its Nubia and the Amazon series. So they're always trying to put this into the heads of people, right? This crazy new uh, think about whether somebody's a boy or somebody's a girl. The idea that, you know, the Joker becomes pregnant and barfs up this goo that becomes, you know... And all that's geared toward children, thing. right? These are yeah. comic books geared toward kids. That's what I was thinking. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's some adults who like comics, right. but I would have to think the majority of the demographic is going to be kids. So that's who's going to be looking at this with Joker being pregnant as a man <laughs> spewing out brown goo and having a handsome boy. Man, it's, that's a mouthful. It's so ridiculous. I can't even believe we're discussing it. It's so <laughs> stupid. You know, I, 
I really wanted at some point to do an episode on this huge drug epidemic that's in the United States from everything, from the fentanyl to the marijuana and all the news reporting that's not really covered by legacy news, but is still out there in the news of these psychiatrists and these medical experts saying that the effect that's having on the way people think, you know, and you got to think, you know, these DC comic book people have got to be mm. pretty drugged out to start <laughs> coming up with these crazy mm-hmm. you know, scenarios that they're throwing at the people thinking that's what they want to read about. I mean, who wants to pick up DC comics and see the Joker be pregnant at all? Right. <laughs> I mean, even that's just a horror story by itself. So, you know, but nevertheless, they think there's an audience for it out there, but I think it's only in their brain they think it's out there. And on and on it goes. All right, so we got our Taking a Stand segment here, and this is where we do a shout-out to people who have taken a patriotic stand, and we want to give them some credit for the stand that they've taken. So a former Virginia Tech soccer player who accused her coach of benching her when she refused to kneel during a pregame social justice demonstration will get $100,000 after settling her lawsuit against Virginia Tech. Bravo. Yeah, Yeah. good for her. So uh, Henning claimed that she was benched after head coach Charles Chuck Adair became frustrated by her political views. By her political views, (laughs) by not kneeling for something. It's not really a political view at that point, right? (laughs) It's, It's almost like going back to that silent prayer in your head thing. You know, it's like, well, you're not in your mind getting on your knees which is what people do during prayer, mm-hmm. and joining us in this prayer worship of the Black Lives Matter movement. So you're not allowed to play on our team anymore. Yeah, but she stood up and refused to give in. Yeah, congratulations. I'm so happy that she won. I don't know how she got it. Well, actually, it was a settlement, wasn't it? Yeah, so, it was a settlement. Yeah. 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 I guess they didn't want to take that all the way to court. Right, so what that means. And, uh, you know, and I, I looked at the story before the show, and it looked like, she, you know, she played for two more games. The coach made it very difficult for her, you know, almost yeah. harassing her. So she left the team. She quit. And uh, But, yeah, that talk about a stand. That's That's got to be tough. I think she was the only uh, student, the only player who took that stand. And speaking of kneeling, Marty, I mean, I just got I thought about this. We got to address this. You know, the, the beautiful thing is now happening in the NFL. You know, that player, the Buffalo Bills player, DeMar Hamlin, he collapsed on the field. And now you have nearly every game, they're kneeling in prayer, you know, to pray for this guy. And it's a beautiful thing. Instead of to the Marxist ideology of BLM. Yeah, that's that's the right way to kneel. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I I had read also that this coach, who really is kind of despicable, even after the settlement was announced, he tried to make it sound like a victory for him. I don't know if any of you ever saw those comments. Um, because neither side was really. Oh, because they did because not. Because it, it wasn't a victory. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, he and people pointed out, hey, you're the one who had to pay. So, <laughs> like, that would, like, that wasn't. This was not a victory thing. for you. So, he really, you know, going after a young girl, I just think that's really reprehensible. Not even that. I mean, the fact that you chose not to kneel for something. I mean, you know what it is to make somebody kneel for something? I mean, it, you're not a king. Yeah, Black Lives right. Matter is not a king. Looks like even his if mom, it was. Yeah, I'm it looks not like his mom never you. taught him how to be a man. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, the idea of kneeling before, I mean, you know, you kneel before emperors, and a lot of people won't do that, much less to some activist Black Lives Matter cause and and requiring you to do it or we're going to punish you. Yeah. You know? But, Patty, if giving $100,000 is not a defeat, if you might consider giving me just $10,000 and viewing it as a victory <laughs> yourself, I'll let you walk away with that idea that that was a victory for you. <laughs> All right, in Loudoun County, a dad was arrested for trespassing at a local school board meeting, but he was found not guilty. Let me give you the details of this story. So a Loudoun County father was arrested in June 2021 at a school board meeting, um, uh, and he went there to speak about uh, the moral decay that was going on in Northern Virginia public schools. And he was told to sit down and be quiet when he refused to do that. The police officers handcuffed him, arrested him, and charged him with trespassing. However, the Loudoun County's, uh, the Loudoun Circuit Judge Doug, Douglas Fleming Jr. said Tiggs not only had a First Amendment right to attend the heated meeting, but also that the superintendent who shut down the official gathering last summer had no right to declare it an unlawful assembly. So, again, you have people who are willing to go to jail to Mm -hmm. stand up for their constitutional rights. And that's why we want to talk about these stories because, you know, that poor girl, you know, soccer player, she was basically giving up something she loved to do. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if she had eventual plans to, you know, go professional or not, but she was weighing that on the line when she decided not to kneel. In favor of the mob. That is brave. Most adults aren't that brave. So Right. And this guy is willing to go to jail to stand up and talk about the moral decay that's going on in the public schools in Loudoun County, Virginia. How many people out there are willing to do that? Well, probably more if they can see other people that's right. taking that stand before they take it. That and encourages winning. them. Because you can win. Yeah. And that's, the, that's actually the part that kind of surprised me, especially out in, you know— that part of Virginia. I mean, because I don't have that much trust in the judges anymore, to be honest with you. I think this is the same superintendent who was, I fired? think, is who was not only fired, but I think he's indicted in, uh, after that girl was raped right. uh, in the school, and they covered that up. I don't know if he was indicted or not. I need to double check that. I think I that, thought I read uh, he that, was but fired. I, yeah, and, he was uh, definitely but he fired. He wasn't indicted. But then I think I saw another news story come out after that that said maybe he will be indicted. I don't know. Uh, but So this uh, superintendent really needed to go. Yeah, he needed to go. Yeah, I just want to read a tweet from this man that we're talking about in this latest story. It, he said uh, this was January 4th of this year, so about a week ago. Nothing will change until we the people value conviction over comfort. Despite the many bad actors here in Loudoun, I'm most concerned about those who call themselves Christians. Many haven't lifted a finger or opened their mouths in protest to the depravity all around them. That goes with what you were saying earlier, that Christians have to stand up. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, for all those, I I know those who listen to this show, Marty, they are taking a stand or else they wouldn't be listening to a show called Shout Out Patriots. So I just want you guys to know that we're grateful for you. Keep pressing on. It's difficult, but God is on your side. We're here to support you, and we're going to keep, you know, telling these stories about taking a stand. And maybe one of you will be a story one day if you take that stand. Yeah, and please get out there, and when you're watching this or listening to it, share our podcast with other people. Get them excited about what we're doing. 
because we're talking about the issues and we're giving praise to those who are standing for patriotism patriotism here we're giving some details things connecting dots that you may need to know about what's going on in the communities around this nation so please take a look at the share button and the like button hit both of them and get us out there thank you for watching our show or listening to our show whichever one you're doing and we hope to see you again next week bye-bye now